0: It's time for
1: Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors, Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and
2: Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my fellow CFPs and friends, Kevin
2: Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you took a coronavirus-related distribution in 2020, then you have some special tax planning options available for you in these coming years. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Mm -hmm. It is a tax planning Uh, show today. That's what we have on the docket. That's what we're going to cover in this hour of Wise Money. We get a lot of questions about tax planning, different tax rules, where's my
0: refund, all those sorts of things. So if you have questions, reach out to us. You can call or text us 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions right there on the right as well as get other content and then all over social media, posting a lot of content there, but you can leave questions there as well. Search the Wise Money Show. All right. So, like in this weird, unlucky lottery system uh, that the IRS created last year, if you got COVID or your spouse got COVID or COVID caused some negative financial circumstances for you, then you were allowed to take a special withdrawal once in a lifetime. From your tax-qualified accounts, 401ks, IRAs, all sorts of things, you take up to $100,000 out and not pay a penalty. Pretty cool. Still taxable, not pay a penalty. So pretty cool, okay? But wait, there's more. You could actually pay that tax over three years. You could choose, take that $100,000 out or 50 dollars out or whatever you wanted to take out. You can pay all that tax in 2020. Or you could equally spread that tax over 2020, 2021, 2022. But wait, there's more. <laughs> you could then also, anytime during those three years, say, eh, you know what, I didn't really want to do that. Eh, I'm going to put all the money back. Or I'm going to put some of the money back. I believe you can do a partial. Put some of the money back and you can re- you can amend and make it not taxable. So it's that last little piece. Well, because really taking the money out and spreading it, spreading the tax, that, that, that decision's done. You've already made that decision. Mm-hmm. Now the only decision that you have left with this is, well, do you want to pay it back or, or not? so let's talk about some of those rules okay either the rules i already mentioned or or like you know when you take the money out do you have to put it right back into the same account can you take it out of the 401k put it back in your ira like what are some of these rules yeah and and kind of the
1: origin of this show this does not apply to everyone because not everyone took a coronavirus related distribution and some people that did take money out of their 401k actually did a loan and not a distribution, well, with a loan, you have to pay that back, that's not a distribution. But the reason why this is so important right now, and I, I, was, I was on an airplane next to a guy, and he said, listen, I just had my taxes done this year, in 2021, and I went, and I, my CPA did my taxes, and I went to pick them up, and they said, you owe $10,000. And I'm like, wait a minute, that can't be right. Look, I can spread this money over three years, and so then they they adjusted his taxes, and they were still wrong. And they adjusted them once more, and he ended up the swing. He got like a two thousand um, dollar refund. And so he he and then he said, but I still paid the six hundred fifty bucks to get my taxes prepared. <laughs> like it didn't it didn't change what it cost me to get my taxes prepared. So I'm done working with that CPA. And the, th- the interesting thing is, is that he had, a, he had expected that the financial professional that he was working with would know what the answers were and would apply the rules and everything would go as it's supposed to go. And nothing went the way it was supposed to go. And so the interesting thing about this is, so if you did the distribution piece, not the loan piece, but the distribution piece, you have incredible tax planning opportunities, and the reality is you are going to be able to make decisions in your financial life really through 2022 that will allow you to change what happened for your 2020 tax return, your 2021, and on your 2022 tax return. So he, and so this this person in particular said, hey, I know, I took out that money. I made an investment in uh, real estate, and I'm going to be repaying that in 2022. Hmm. And I said, okay, well, you realize then once you repay that that entire amount in 2022, you'll have to amend your 2020 and 2021 return as well. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, I do. Now, just a little sidebar, which is kind of fascinating to me. We did talk about how many people would have shown up to their CPA and said, man, I, I knew I was gonna owe taxes, but I didn't think I was gonna owe that much. But they write the check and it's done.
2: Yeah. And um, so that to me- so, so was it an error or- Yeah, it was they, a total uh, error. Because there were two ways that the tax return could have been filed, right? He yeah. He could have paid tax on all that distribution in the year he took it, or spread it out over three years. Had they chosen the opposite of what he wanted? I or? don't know exactly what the error
1: was, but he said the first time he came to pick it up, he owed ten thousand dollars, and he knew that was wrong. Uh-huh. But what my what my thinking was: well, how many people really know? Hey, this is what I should be paying in taxes, right? And so if you if I think I should be getting a little bit of a refund, and you, which is why you want to sit down with your certified financial planner and look at every number on your tax return, because there should be a good explanation for every number on your tax return.
2: Yeah, it's it's like showing up to the cash register and already having a sense for what the cost should be. Mm-hmm. So if something was keyed in wrong or scanned improperly or whatever, you can catch it. The, the same thing on a much bigger scale needs to happen in your financial life, and taxes are a pretty good example of that. But um, I, I think this whole rule and this... Um, this opportunity that Congress created when they passed the CARES Act and had this all baked into it, it, it's an example of why you have to be engaged in your tax planning and you have to have someone that you're engaged with in your tax planning. Because you never know when they're going to throw another curveball or create another opportunity like this. And those who go through life constantly watching for tax planning opportunities, they are going to just pay less in taxes over their lifetime. By right? far. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the less money that you spend in taxes over your lifetime, the more money you have to create that life for yourself, whether it's enjoying the money today or building it for the future. That The point is, don't let those dollars slip through the cracks. And I, I love the fact that... I, I, don't, I don't remember a time when we've had an opportunity like this. There was something back during... When, when Katrina hit... Weren't there certain emergency withdrawals that people could do and and they could do some similar things here, but not like a a three year look back and have flexibility on paying some of this money, money back. We've always said, well, when you take an IRA distribution, you have up to 60 days to pay it back in. Mm -hmm. Now in this scenario, three years you have From, from the time you received that money last year, you have up to three years to decide Can you get some of it back into the account Uh, or an account? It could have come out of your 401k and goes back into an IRA, for example. But you just have more time and more flexibility. That is true tax planning. You got to be able to do that with your financial advisor. That's right. That's right. What about uh, do you have 36 months to pay it back in?
0: Or is it by the end of 2022? The way I read the rules is you've got 36 months. Like that's right. You've got three years from the date you took the money. When out. you
2: received the money. that's yep, right.
0: that's right. OK, so similar to the 60 day rollover. You might say, well, how are they going to know? Well, a 60 day rollover. I mean, they, they know that as well. So um, a couple other questions, but all centered around. OK, what are the circumstances in which you'd want to consider paying this money back? All of it some of it whatever what are the circumstances and when would you definitely not want to we've got that more coming up on the wise money show with corhorn financial group
1: this is wise money with corhorn financial group
0: if you took a coronavirus related distribution got the opportunity, unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to pay this money back within within three years if you want to. So why would you want to? That's what we're talking about right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can submit questions there and keep track of all Wise Money content. Check it out. Thank you very much. Okay, so the coronavirus-related distribution, very strange tax law, helped a lot of people out. Um, I, I helped maybe, oh, I don't know, three to five folks do it this year. I think our firm, probably close to maybe 50, 50 to 100 people we helped do it. So, I mean, it's not everyone, but it's a decent amount of folks. Mm-hmm. Randomly, Kevin sits next <laughs> to someone on a plane where they've done this. And so you've got this weird once- in- a- lifetime opportunity to pay the money back and basically as a rollover within 36 months what why would you want to consider that what are the circumstances where you'd say yeah I, I should I should do that well it depends
1: on what you use the money for I think because if I pulled that money out and used it to live on and I was just barely hanging on that that's I'm gonna say that's one camp, but there's another camp that said, hey, listen, I was affected by the coronavirus, and so I'm going to, um, I have this opportunity. I don't necessarily, there are all kinds of opportunities that were created that that weren't necessity, but they were opportunity. So people pulled the money out, and they said, hey, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put it in this investment, or I'm gonna change the investment that it was in. So now the question is, do if I had the ability to, do I eventually put the money back? And the reason why is you have this perfect opportunity to after the fact look and say, All right, this is this is I can I can know to the penny how this extra income impacted my 2020, 21, and 22 returns. And then I look at the various levers and I say, Okay, they've been. The, the the laws have changed related to the child care credit, the child tax credit, and some other things. I even think of, you know, it could take me out of eligibility to contribute to a traditional IRA. It could take me out of eligibility to contribute to uh, a Roth IRA. It could affect... Uh, the thing that's so hard for Mike to say, but we'll just say "fevsutha."
2: Uh, oh yeah, thefts, nailed uh, it. Yeah, nailed so, it.
1: so, so, so there's all kinds of uh, kind of una- these consequences that you you might not have anticipated that you actually could be at risk of experiencing and be able to undo and actually not
2: experience them. If you can still access the dollar, that's right. I mean, there are some of these consequences that you could not have anticipated because right. the tax laws have changed hmm. since you took your dis- your distribution. It feels like it's just constantly in flux, and every year the tax code is looking just a little bit every little bit different. year, every couple of yeah, months. A few months. No kidding. Yeah, even I mean, even while we're filing last year's tax returns, they can change the deal. Right. Yeah. I, so I I know someone who took a coronavirus-related
1: distribution to put money into their IRA because they had investment options in their IRA that they didn't have in the 401k. And you say, wait a minute. Is that even... Yeah, that's possible. You don't have to pay the money back to your 401k. Right. Mm-hmm. You just you put it into a qualified retirement plan. Well, so I took 100 grand out of the 401k. I put that 100 grand in my IRA. I can do, uh, you know, your... For instance, your 401k might not allow you to run a covered call strategy.
0: So, so consider this, and, and I, this was, this is my first point, and, and you hit it, I just want to highlight it here. So you, you are unemployed, um, be, so you were financial in, in 2020, all sorts of financial uncertainty and so therefore you were negatively impacted you were allowed to take this coronavirus distribution you took 50 grand out because you wanted to just make sure gosh i don't know how long i'm going to be unemployed well the economy snaps back and you're unemployed for two months and you jump back right into your career making the same if not more so you took this money out didn't really need it and you're like well i've got this money i'll spread the tax over these you know next few years and then they pass this child this expanded child and dependent care tax credit. And you do a tax projection that shows, okay, by including a third of this coronavirus-related distribution on your 2021 tax return, your income is now above the 125000 adjusted gross income limit. And therefore, that kiddo that you're paying to uh, an arm and a leg to go to child care, you're not going to get the full tax credit, which is now... 50% up to $8,000 um, for one child up to 16000 if you have two or more in child care, that's, that's a big tax credit. You might want to look and say, well, I'm going to use this money or I'm going to use some other dollars if I already spent this and put, pay it back so that my adjusted gross income stays down so I can qualify for some of these credits that otherwise I wouldn't, I would have mistakenly, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: unintentionally put myself out of the running for. Mm -hmm. So that's the proactive tax plan. I guess, guys, I mean, that's the point. We're going to talk about other circumstances, but that's the point. You need to sit down and come up with a proactive analysis of, okay, here's how much we're making. Here's, our capital gains our dividend or whatever and then here's the coronavirus related distribution here's you know a third of it that would land on this year's tax return what's it look like am I are we getting all the tax credits we should all the tax opportunities or are we closed out of some and therefore if we are should we make some adjustments yeah
2: and this is complicated because essentially you're looking at three different tax years and trying to see well if we shift money around essentially shifting income from one year to the next or backwards um does it make you eligible for stuff that you never thought that you would be eligible for mm-hmm. and you know there are some folks who essentially what you did if if this was you you took money out of a retirement plan because life was just shaking up your your finances due to the coronavirus, you had to tap into retirement dollars to live today. Now, maybe you're back to work and, and you're ready to start replenishing that retirement bucket. If you have the money available right now, now the, the decision point is, well, do you just pick back up and start contributing to your retirement again because you're working again, or, Do you instead stockpile some cash to be able to pay back the distribution? This all boils down to, well, where will you get the most bang for the buck? And you shouldn't just blindly make a decision and move forward. You really do have to test different scenarios. And so you have to be doing proactive tax planning. You can't just pick a route and and move forward. I guess you could, but you you may be leaving some money on the table is the risk.
1: Uh, And that's what the guy on the plane recognized is that he he had a, a CPA preparing his taxes and he thought he in his mind he was thinking well you know who's looking out for me well my CPA is no the CPA's it's a transaction right he's taking numbers and putting them in a box that, that's not tax planning that's tax preparation mm-hmm. and so this and so he like the light went on and he's like I see why it's so important for me to have tax planning, especially because some of the investments that I've done are related to real estate. So that creates some complexity with depreciation and a number of other things. And how do I expense these things and whatnot? So tax planning, if as you as I and we've had this debate before, what are the of the six areas? What's the area that we provide the most hope in? And we've all agreed it's tax planning.
0: That's right without question. By far. Uh, By far. (laughs) So there's a couple other things. I mean, what if you had taxes withheld from this coronavirus-related distribution? You want to pay the money back. Do you just pay back the net amount? Or or how do you get the taxes back if they were withheld? And then what are the life circumstances where you'd say, no, you should not pay this money back even if you have the means? So that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Is there a circumstance where you took a coronavirus-related distribution? You've got the funds, you could pay it back, and you shouldn't. Why? Why? I mean, that, we're, we're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every, every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Go to YouTube. Search The Wise Money Show and follow us there. If you like the content, like the content. Thank you very much. Talking about the coronavirus-related distribution and the unique three-year opportunity that you have to pay this money back and avoid the taxes. Well, if you're in a life circumstance where you've still got the resources or you've got new resources and you do that tax plan and you say, yeah, we should pay this money, money back, um, what if you already had taxes withheld? Say you took the maximum coronavirus related distribution of 100,000. You withheld 20% for taxes, you got 80. Do you just need to pay back the 80? No. No, you've got, you, you well, in order to completely undo the, the, this taxable withdrawal, you would have to pay back the full 100. Well, then does that mean I'm out the 20 grand or so that I withheld for taxes? No. You then amend your taxes. That's right. Even in 2023, right?
2: When you're or, filing a 2022 tax return, if
0: you say, Yep, I am repaying this money, you can amend your 2020. I, yes. Yeah. Because you can go back three years, right? Three years. But mm-hmm. I would, uh, don't delay. If you, even if on December 31st of 2022, you say, Well, it's got to be three years, it's right. got to be 36 exactly months. 36 months. So I wouldn't delay the money
2: back in. That's
0: right. But the point is, despite my confusion here, you would amend your previous tax returns to say, oh, ignore this income. Take that that IRA distribution off the front page of my tax return
1: and now recalculate everything because that's going to affect your federal and your
0: state if you're fortunate enough to pay state taxes. Here's what won't get recalculated, though likely will be any stimulus dollars. Well, I mean, possibly. Possibly, that that'll be a huge disaster because they're talking about the fourth stimulus, and there was the third. It, it's it would be a disaster, but um, I don't understand the disaster. Well, you know, part of the reason why we've had twenty five million, I think people are, are still waiting on their refunds, is because they are having a hard time knowing who actually did receive the stimulus, and who's eligible to actually get it on their tax return. <laughs> they're trying. They're having a hard time reconciling that. They're having a hard time reconciling premium tax credits for being on healthcare.gov because those were now all forgiven. You're supposed to get that back, and the IRS is having a hard time because people filed their return repaying those, and then they changed the law in March saying you don't have to repay them. And so it's it's a huge disaster, yeah. Yeah, so anyway. I,
1: yeah, I would say if you're not doing tax planning, I mean that that right there is the reason why you want to go in. And when you look at the rhythm, you're like, well, how how often do I meet with my certified financial planner? Once everything is up and running, once once the, the rails to run on are built, You should be meeting with them during tax time, and that's when you're picking up your tax return, looking at what happened last year. And then in the fall, when you meet with them, you should be looking at a tax projection and saying, this is what we're expecting to happen, and these are the opportunities that you might want to consider
2: and pursue. And, And that's important as well, because if you did take this distribution last year, and now you're having the income spread out over the subsequent, or those three years, 2020, 2021 and 2022 um you have to have that accounted for in your game plan for uh how how you're going to approach this year's tax picture we're talking about well what if you had the cash to pay back that distribution that's can you um should you is the other question that you have to to ask and there are some circumstances where you may not want to or you should at least measure twice, cut once, as the carpenters say, before you would, you would do this. And maybe a scenario could be, um, you know, if, if you discover that, boy, I'm, I'm in a low tax bracket right now, or I'm, I'm paying very little in tax on this distribution, but I feel like my income is really ramping up, or something is changing where my tax bracket will not be the same in the future. If you lost a spouse and, you know, you paid tax on this money, in a joint tax return, but in the future, you're gonna be a single tax return. Yep. If you were head of household, you know, uh, maybe you're a single parent, but your kids are growing up and leaving the house and you're not gonna be filing as head of household anymore, you're gonna file as single. What you have to understand is that your tax bracket might be changing whether your income moved an inch or not. Right, right? And, and a two, if,
0: if you're a one income household and, you move, and you're moving to a two income household, um, something like that. That is, if you've got the resources and the choice, the option to pay it back, but you do that tax projection, you do that tax planning, you look and say, well, you know what? In 2020, 2021, 2022, we were in a relatively lower tax bracket than what we're likely going to be marching into in the future. You, you wouldn't want to pay it back. Mm-hmm. Yes, you had to filter that money through the tax system,
2: but paying lower tax rates. And that doesn't mean that you'd, You don't, or you may not want to put the money back into your retirement nest egg. Right? Maybe it came out of an IRA, and you're going to contribute back to a Roth IRA, or you're going to crank up some Roth 401k contributions at work, because you're you're playing kind of a tax planning game where you're shifting income around essentially. And I love what Kevin has said, and I'll probably butcher this. Maybe you can correct it as it comes out of my mouth, Kevin, but. The goal here is to pay as much tax as possible in the lowest tax brackets possible over your lifetime. That is the intention of tax planning. And you may have a cool opportunity because you got money out of an IRA in a low tax bracket in the past, paid no penalty on it if you were under age 59 and a half. And now you can reposition some of that money that's already been taxed into a different bucket, a different use, different investment, that sort of thing.
0: The, the point is really comprehensive financial planning, okay, and tax planning is part of that. Tax planning seeks to identify all opportunities for you to pay, for you to enhance your tax picture and pay the least amount of tax over your lifetime. And then identifying those opportunities, connecting it then to all six areas of your financial life, then determines which of those opportunities do you go after and which of them, them do you let pass by. Kevin mentioned the process is, is, you know, when you're getting your tax return filed, you're taking a look and saying, is there anything I can do right now to improve this tax return before I file it? That's tax planning, that's proactive. Before I file it, is there anything I can do to make this picture even better? But then also you're saying, all right, that's, I'm filing for last year. Now this year, what's different? And proactively, what adjustments should I make? And and doing a tax projections often part of that where you have your certified financial planner crunch the numbers to say, all right, this is what it looks like your income is going to be. This is blah, blah, blah. But one tax projection in the fall, that's what we've been doing for years and years at KFG. It's it's almost no longer sufficient. I've, I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing more three and five year tax projections than ever before because you need that. You need to be able to see that much runway in order to make great decisions
2: today. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. You know, there's one other wrinkle in this whole uh, decision that you need to make, and, and that is when you take a chunk of cash and put it back into your retirement nest egg, you've got to do something with it. You know, you have to reinvest those dollars and you want to be prudent in the way that you reenter the market or reenter the mutual funds or or stocks and bonds and other holdings that you previously came out of. And so making sure that you have a game plan for that reentry is part of the discussion that you would have with your certified financial planner. It's the reason why this is not purely a tax question. It's not purely an investment question. It's not purely a cash flow question, although it is all those things, but it really needs to be a financial planning question that you're answering with your certified financial planner.
0: That's that is exactly right. This is a this is this is a financial planning question that touches tax planning, cash flow, investments, retirement planning. It pretty much touches every area of your financial life. All right, we've got uh, questions from fans of the show, that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group.
2: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Thanks so much for being here. This
0: is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything and listen to podcasts, guess what? Wise Money Show is on podcast every every single one just for you. Go wherever you listen to podcasts. Search Wise Money Show. Rate this show there. Leave comments. We appreciate that. Subscribe or follow or whatever. We appreciate that. Check it out. All right, we are into questions from fans of the show. I've got several here. You know, uh, try to hit questions every single program. We get we get multiple every single day. Um, but I've got a big bank here. And Beverly submitted a question. Oh gosh, almost almost two months ago. Sorry for the delay. Uh, all right, so here's what Beverly asked. I have a question about federal taxes. My workplace asks us to fill out. A new W-4 just about a month ago, even though we'd already filled one out late last year when the company was first acquired. Um, they've reduced the amount that's taken out for Fed to what looks like, you know, whatever they want. For example, I, I I have them now taking out an additional $100 just to balance out the bonus that my husband gets at the end of the year. Um, it, this just seems messed up. I'm gonna just consolidate the question here. It seems messed up. seems like this is wrong. But uh, the person I spoke with said there's nothing she can do about it. Thanks for the radio program. Been listening for quite a while. Husband and I listen. Thanks for the advice. God bless. Thanks, Beverly.
2: Yeah, so uh, the way that I was kind of reading this was uh, she had a game plan in mind with her, her taxes. She had done some calculating, had done some planning, and set her tax withholdings in a way that made sense for their big picture, but somewhere along the line they stopped withholding as much, and there's no real explanation or anything. And so so the question is, yeah, what do you do about it? Um, It's, I don't think that uh, this is Beverly's question that, well, does my employer have to, you know, do they owe me or something? No, what it probably implies is that you've actually been getting a bigger paycheck than what you intended or what you really should, and you're not paying in enough to cover your federal taxes for this year which means you're gonna to have to make up that difference somewhere. Either at the time you file your taxes, you're gonna have a surprise, which we certainly hope doesn't happen. It sure sounds as though there's a mistake happening systematically within your employer's payroll system though, because it sounds like uh, some other employees are, are seeing even more extreme picture. But at the end of the day, the, the question is, well, whose responsibility is it to make sure that your taxes are being withheld properly? And it all boils down to we as individual taxpayers, we have to we have to pay the taxes that we are owed after we've done everything we can to reduce those taxes. And the the one mechanism that most employees use is by having money withheld out of their, their paycheck. And we see this all the time. It happens, I feel like it happens more on the states than on the Fed, where something or or a local tax uh, authority, there's not enough being withheld, something gets messed up in payroll. And this is one of the dangers in this day and age where a lot of people don't get a physical paycheck or a pay stub. It's all digital, and you could go pay period after pay period without ever even looking, without ever even really analyzing the numbers. And, um, one of the uh, the safety nets that I would hope that you have in your life is a regularly scheduled review with your financial advisor, um, who's doing tax planning with you, yeah. because they have to look at your paycheck. We often are the ones who stumble upon this for our clients. I'm impressed, Beverly, that you found it. Yeah, quite right, honestly. Right. Right. So, but but it's up to you now to get your W four re calculated and have the right amount withheld so that you don't get to the end of the tax year and have a problem on your hands.
1: Yeah, for sure you need to, to do this. I remember early on in our marriage, we had some friends and they had done their tax, gotten their taxes done, and they owed like $2,500 to the state of Indiana. And they were, that was back when $2,500 was like, Gosh. All the money in the world. <laughs> it yeah. was. And, like, how are we even going to do this? And then, because, and then their thinking was well, my employer was responsible for this mistake on, on payroll and not doing the withholding. Therefore, my employer is going to pay my taxes. And one of those statements is true. <laughs> so, yes, you got it. <laughs> your employer is responsible, and yes, you got it. They're not going to pay your tax. You're not going to pay your taxes. Yeah. So this is where personal responsibility comes in, and a lot of people don't love spending time looking at paycheck stubs and and observing. And I can't tell you how many times I, w- I will look as we're looking through tax returns, and you'll see they they you know they got a couple bucks back or owed a couple bucks but it was it's pretty close but when you look the 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 wife is withholding 22% to federal yeah. and the husband is withholding 3% to federal yeah so yeah. there's there's no there's no rhyme or reason it's not happen now it ends up kind of coming out in the wash mm-hmm. but that's that is not you don't want to leave your financial situation up to the wash.
0: Can yeah. I can I just point out? There's several things I want to hit here, but but that example that Kevin just shared. One of the risks, one of the financial planning risks with um, when you're married, not retiring at the exact same time or in the same year, is if if you have this distortion <laughs> where one person's withholding a lot, one person's withholding little, and one of you retires, your tax picture looks wildly different. Yeah, that's a good point. Wildly different. The now, wrong
2: person retires first. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Beverly, you um, you asked a great question, and you are on top of it. Uh, so so um, even though Josh and Kevin made it sound like uh, you're not on top of it, you're on top of it. I'm no, kidding. she's kidding. Nah, Come man, on, she's, kidding. Kidding. she's I'm just kidding. Beverly. You guys,
1: you just sound a little harsh, all right? Okay, so we're on top of Mike.
0: So, okay, listen. there you go. Here's, listen. They, so the IRS changed the entire withholding um, pyramid scheme, I mean uh, s- scheme here, uh back in 2020 okay and they're going away from the exemption and moving to more of a worksheet okay and why didn't you have to fill out the worksheet or maybe you did when the other company took over your existing company back in august i I don't know i can't really explain it your pay your company is required to withhold based on the latest and greatest withholding tables um those changed it should have been applied in August. It sounds like just recently your employer had you refill out a new one. It's possible because you're withholding extra to cover your husband's bonus, it's possible you now are on the new withholding schedule, but your husband's employer is not yet. I don't know. I don't know. But it all goes back to, yep, be proactive. If it In order to get things right, if you need to do the extra $100, that's a pain, but it can work. Work with your certified financial planner because the other problem with withholding the extra 100 is if your pay, if your income all of a sudden goes to the moon, you know, if if it goes up quite a bit, that extra 100 might not be enough to cover it. And you already, that's already sort of a band aid because they're not withholding enough anyway. Mm -hmm. So the 100 is a static amount. Mm -hmm. uh, And when, if your income is dynamic, yeah, it can be a problem. Yeah, so Beverly, in spite of what Mike is saying about you, we,
1: <laughs> Josh and I are convinced that you are doing a fabulous job. So I, can we just make a quick list for folks of when should I tune in to my withholdings? So Beverly, you've got it. You said, "Hey, uh, the the company that I was working for got bought out, and now I'm doing the same thing, making the same money, but I'm working for a new company." Mm-hmm. So I would I would look then. If my company changed payroll providers, Mm -hmm. I would want to take a look because here's a lot of times what happens with financial stuff is whenever there's a change in your financial life, assume it's going to get screwed up. And once it gets fixed, it can be fixed on an ongoing basis and from there moving forward, but assume it's going to be screwed up a little bit. Your wages change dramatically, either up or down. I would want to be tuning in. Your marital status changes. I, you, yeah. you, you used to be uh, married. You're no longer married. You used to be single. You're no longer single. So I would look at that. I would also look if I got a meaningful bonus. Mm-hmm. So if I got a bonus or some sort of comp that I wasn't expecting, I would be tuning in. As
2: well. If Josh. there's other sources of income that are going to be happening this okay. year, maybe you cover that with a quarterly estimate or you withhold a little bit more on your paycheck. If something changes in the number of kiddos you have at home, that can have an impact on your tax picture. I mean, we, we could keep going right on down the line. All of the potential changes. What if the tax laws themselves change, right? Yes. All, all these things can happen. And that's why every year you should be doing this. Yeah. At least on an annual basis, and if one of these events that Kevin was mentioning triggers it as well, maybe it's more frequently than annual.
0: Yep, got it. Know it. All right, Dale's uh, got the next question. Hey, can you guys cover investing in cryptocurrency on your show if you haven't already? Okay, so here's the key point. Uh, don't imagine is this something you recommend to investors uh, frequently. However, I have a friend who figured out how to get money into one of these cryptocurrencies at 10 cents a share, and it's now 40 cents a share and projected to go to a dollar. I'd love to make 10 times my money in a matter of weeks. Is it still too risky? Could this uh, be considered diversification? What are your thoughts? So Dale, great question. I know you asked it a couple months ago and I responded to you there. We did a show about Bitcoin. Um, I think you'd probably call that show a soup sandwich.
2: <laughs> it was
0: crazy. Okay, so it as it was- last week, it's just Bitcoin like that. So this is it's, this is a radio show that's on podcast and also on YouTube. Bitcoin, you have to digest that thing in podcast format. You can't take breaks or have a finite amount of time just because they're so it's so expansive. Um, so we did cover it last week. Go ahead, check that out if you haven't. Here, I, I'd be careful about. I saw someone buy it at ten cents, and it went to forty cents. It's going to go to a dollar. I should jump in because we've seen pretty much every every cryptocurrency, and there are a gazillion out there. Maybe a gazillion, kachillion by now, um, go from forty cents back down to ten cents. Right, right. You just it's pure speculation. You just don't know. Right, and I've seen people that
1: um, thought that they could be cryptocurrency traders and want to quit their job to trade cryptocurrency full-time. Listen, if Bitcoin is going from 10,000 to 20,000, and this was when I was talking to this guy that wanted to quit his job and be a cryptocurrency, when something's doubling, you don't have to have any skills as a trader. Your skill is to hit the buy button. Mm -hmm. That's the only skill that you need. Now, the other skill that you would need is when it goes from 20 back down to three, you need the skill to have sold at 20 but uh no one has that skill doesn't it
0: doesn't that skill doesn't exist the 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 question we were trying to answer in the soup sandwich show that was last week is is what role should cryptocurrencies or bitcoin play in your financial life and if you're on track for your financial goals and you want to throw a whole bunch in bitcoin or crypto i mean it could be an enormous distraction it really could Um, If you are fascinated by this technology and you want to learn more, start learning more. And if that leads you to saying, well, I want to diversify and put a little bit in it, do so within the context of your financial plan, working with your certified financial planner as a sounding board and as a diversifier, not a, well, if this thing goes to the moon, I make it there. And if it goes to the floor, I'm out. So thanks for the question, Dale and Beverly. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group.
1: Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Wealth Management, LLC, and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.